headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm your host, Dave Ramsey. My co-host today, Ramsey personality, the ever-popular Jade Warshaw is with me. We'll be here answering your questions about your life and your money. Translation, we're going to talk about you right in front of you. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Giancarlo starts off this hour in Orlando. Hey, Giancarlo, how are you? How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Oh, my gosh. Uh, first of all, thank you again for taking the call. Uh, I've been listening to your show for about two weeks now, and it's has been a life changer for me. Wow. So here's my situation. Um, I'm 37 years old. I make uh, about 130 k a year. I own two houses. One is a rental property, which I get uh, about 1500 of profit. And I have another mortgage, which I just got into a year ago when I moved to Orlando, and I paid 2500 on it. Um, I have a car payment of $600 a month, uh, and I still owe $30,000 on it. Uh, I have solar panels that I bought in the first home for $40,000, and the interest of, this is of 5%, and then I have a uh, student loan uh, debt, which is 30K. So uh, before you scream at me also, I've always been, um, I've had bad, uh, uh, habits with money. Um, thank God, thank God that I met a good, I met a good woman. She helped me save right now. We have about 30 K in savings and 25 K in 401 K. So we were thinking about, because we're currently going to be planning on moving back to New Jersey and we were thinking about buying a house, but a third house. On what I've learned wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you're going to move based on what I've, what I, what I've, what I've learned from your show my gut feeling is now that I want to get out of debt. Yeah. So, so I, um, I want to know what the plans, yeah. you know, what's my best steps that I can take. Well, thank you for being a new listener. We're honored to have you here. We appreciate it. So you're thinking about moving to New Jersey and, um, and marrying this girl, I guess. Oh, we're married already. Oh, you're we're married, married already. already. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. But right. it took a long, a long time for me to good. get me up to speed. That's okay. I, I, I always okay. made good money, but I had bad habits with, with money. I understand. You're doing, you're doing okay. And so thank you for, again, for hanging out with us. And you're going to move to New Jersey when? Uh, the end of October. Okay. All right. What do you do for a living? I work in IT. Okay. Cybersecurity. Good. Good. All right. So the premise of everything that Jade and I and the rest of the Ramsey people around here do is based on the simple formula that says, okay, what is the shortest, fastest, safest right way between where you are and becoming wealthy okay so in other words we're trying to figure out okay what's efficient and part of efficiency is lowering risk does that make sense yeah so let me define risk for you as a guy who owns a whole bunch of rental property and i have for gosh going on 50 years now i've almost been a landlord 50 years that's scary so um but the uh uh 40 anyway. So the uh, 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 risk is I have a rental house in Orlando and I live in New Jersey. That's risk. That's also known as a pain in the butt. That makes sense? Yeah. 
So I'm going to always move you. And I like real estate. I like what you're thinking about real estate. And you've obviously been thinking about money stuff, and that's what led you to find us, but also led you to do some of the other stuff you've done. So you're, you know, you might be bad with money in your own mind, or, or based on what you've heard in the last two weeks. But I think you're a guy who thinks about this stuff a lot, and so um, it's going to lead me to sell both houses when I move to New Jersey, and maybe the thirty thousand dollar car. And get a good start for a good fresh start because I know that I know for sure, having walked the path with millions of people, that the fastest way for you to become wealthy is to get control of your hundred thirty thousand dollar income and quit giving it all to everybody else. How does that hit you? I I, I hear you soaking it in, Giancarlo. I am. I am. I'm thinking about it. So you're saying. My the best decision that I can make is uh, sell both my houses. I back New Jersey. Think about it. He's trying to get you to where you have peace. So if you already know that you want to get a house in New Jersey, let's clear the first two out. How much do you think that you would clear if you were to sell both of those homes? I can probably buy a house cash if I would sell. Oh, Look at that. At your age, you own a cash house in New Jersey, making one hundred and thirty. Come on. Plus, you didn't even tell me her income. What's her income? No, she uh, she's a stay at home. Okay, so full, yeah, so one hundred thirty thousand dollar income, no house payment. Oh, we got rid of the car payment yep, too. That's six hundred dollars. And gosh, do you have any debt left when we do all that? Uh, I don't know if I mentioned before my student that it's about thirty oh. k. Okay. Yeah. All right, but you got you've got that money. I mean, if you, you were to sell this bank. car, yeah, you've got that in the bank. Sell the car you've got. Get you a little something to get around in. That leaves you some money to clear out a good portion of the student loans, if not all of it. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. thirty thousand of those. Then you've got the solar panels, but solar panels are could be covered in the sale of the house that are lean on the property. Okay, there you go. That I mean, look, think about that. That's amazing. And you don't now. You don't have a house payment. You don't have a car payment. You're going to knock out those student loans in two seconds. And then what I want you to do is save your old house payment, save your old car payment, and save anything else you can squeeze out of your budget and pay cash for your next rental in about four years. Okay. And the then you know what? And then when you have a paid for house and a paid for rental and no debt at all. By the way, your income will go up during that four years too. Mm-hmm. And so during all of that time, then you're going to see. You're going to be sitting on $200,000 income in five years with no payments and uh, not to mention your rental income. And then the next one you pay cash for will come even quicker and the next one will come even quicker. You know how I know that is because I did it. The first one's the hardest to pay cash for. But every time after that, it gives you more money to build. You get a snowball rolling in your favor now. The wheels are turning. The wheels are turning. The wheels are turning. You know, it's funny, uh, Giancarlo, sometimes when we've made bad mistakes with money, it's like you do one thing and it triggers this domino effect of bad decisions. But conversely, if you start making the right decisions, you start doing the right things, it triggers that same domino effect of of good things, paying off your debt, being able to do the things that you want to do. And so this is an exciting day, in my opinion. Yeah. So what what we're what we're really challenging with you with is you need to come up with a philosophy of handling money that is going to because you become wealthy with the least risk the fastest. And by the way, the fastest is with the least risk. <laughs> Best way to get rich quick: get rich slow. 
That's the fastest way to get rich and keep it. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. We're going to send you a copy of the book, The Total Money Makeover. It's helped 10 million people do this. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining in amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. If you own rental property, Neighborly's local rental real property management offices can manage them and help you optimize your ROI and peace of mind. Visit neighborly.com to schedule a consultation with real property management pros near you. Today's question comes from Jenny in Arkansas. She says, if I'm on baby step three, do I still need baby step one of $1,000 or does that become part of the fully funded emergency fund? I assume it's one pot of money now, but I didn't know if I should still keep that separate. That's an interesting question. I mean, yeah, the $1,000 rolls into your three to six months of savings. Yeah, it disappears. It disappears. And all of that you're keeping ideally in an HYSA, like a high yield savings account. If you wanted to have a little bit of cash in your safe at home, I guess I'm not mad at that, but I'd keep it all in one spot. I personally, Dave, like to keep my money to where it's kind of, it's liquid, but I can't just easy get easily get to it willy-nilly so i'm not keeping it in my sock drawer um i'm not keeping it as part of my checking account i want to put it somewhere where it's separate it's over there you need to think about it before you pull from it because some people your struggle emergency with emergency fund does not need to have your atm attached okay right? that's right and yes because some of these hysas they'll give you the option dave to put a debit card with it mm-hmm. just say nope. no nope just nope. say no, because trust me, nope. I, I've learned the hard way. A couch Just say on no. sale is not an emergency. That's right. By definition. That's right. By definition. If you want to save up and buy a couch, that's fine. But by definition, a couch on sale or anything else you decide to impulse your little butt on okay. uh, is not an emergency. And so ATMing and debit carding away your emergency funds is a dumb idea. That's, that's a, a different idea. different point than her question. Her question is the $1,000 rolls in. It's all one, it's all one thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe step one disappears when you get to three. That's right. It rolls in two, three. So I don't have a separate $1,000 other than I carry a redneck emergency fund in my front pocket. That's what I'm saying. If you which have is a $100 bills. I carry $100 bills there, but that's just. Dave, don't be telling folks you got hundreds in your pockets. Well, I got stuff in the other pocket that Okay, just it. checking. Just so, checking. <laughs> just checking. I think, I think we got it covered. We're all, we're all right. We're in good shape. Uh, open phones at 888-825-5225. I don't want to mess with you, Dave. <laughs> Tom is in New York City. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm um, great. Thanks so much for taking the call. I really appreciate it. Sure. What's up? So, so here, I, I know you got a lot of callers to get to, so I'll, I'll cut to the point. So about a year ago, my mother needed a little bit of money to help uh, purchase a home. So I took money against my 401k to lend her some money, $50,000, with the uh, proviso being that when she sold another apartment, she would repay me. 
um, I've decided that since it's my mother, I changed my mind that I don't want the money back. I'm just gifting her that money. Um, I still owe about $35,000 on my 401k loan. Um, the question I have for you is, so at the time I took the loan, the bank interest rates that I was earning, I was only earning about 1%, right? So I've got about $150,000 in cash earning 5% in just a high-yield savings account. So I could, of course, just pay off that 401k loan tomorrow if I wanted to. But here's the thing, I'm only paying the loan at 3.25%, and as you know, I'm actually paying myself back. I'm not paying any interest to a lending institution. So I'm trying to decide if it makes more sense to just keep paying it down and pay that 35000 off. You know what happens the 90% of the years that follow a bear market in the stock market? What, we have a recession? No, we have a bull market. Oh, there you go. Okay. And the t- if you'll go back and look at your look at your stock market trend histories, you'll see that mm-hmm. uh, almost every time following a bear market, we see a 15 to a 25% rate of return the year following. You're going to miss all oh, of I that okay. because you're paying okay. yourself 5% gotcha. and you're trying to get fancy. Right. Okay. Never borrow on your 401k, never use borrowed money on your 401k to try to build wealth, and never try to arbitrage the money on your 401k to make a spread, in other words, which is what you're talking about. All of these things, you're nickeling and diming, you're stepping over dollars, picking up nickels. Okay. Well, just let me throw one other caveat at you to just see if it changes anything. So I only have about 10 more payments on my mortgage on my apartment, but I do need to sell it and upgrade to a larger space because I have a child now. Mm-hmm. So I am trying to stockpile cash for the down payment. So does that change the equation at all that I want to have as much as possible? I wouldn't you tell know, you to available. borrow on your 401k to buy your new apartment. And essentially it's the same okay. thing if you don't pay it off. Okay. I'm still, cause I'm still paying down a loan in other words if you don't pay this loan off so that you right. can put money down da- more money down on the new apartment which is your question that understand right. you right mm-hmm. correct that has yeah. the same effect on your finances as if you had borrowed on your 401k to put more money down on your new apartment mm-hmm. you follow me okay i understand yeah i do from, i do follow you from okay. a balance sheet so, perspective so it, it, yeah. No, it does not change the equation. As a matter of fact, it puts more pressure on right. the answer for you to do it the way we said. Clean this up and quit trying to borrow your way into wealth. It doesn't work. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Thank Thanks for calling, man. We appreciate it. Sorry, the button a little quick. I'm out of practice. I don't know, Dave. I feel like that. I feel like you had a little little snappy on that. No, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm just out of practice. I'm out of practice being nice. <laughs> That was pretty nice. That was pretty nice. I felt some heat waves coming off you, but... It, Did you? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for it. Are you? Yes. Good. Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> well, word is while I were gone, I was gone that you were the one doing that. So what do I know? <laughs> Look, they're going <laughs> to... I'll let you, you be the pit bull today, and I'm just here. I'll just... I, I'm not I'm not the pit bull. <laughs> you want me if, to be... If a pit does bull... I, does I, do uh, I get to uh, be the pit a, bull? Ch- you, yeah, you're in charge. You're in charge. <laughs> You, you and Rachel. All right. If, if we didn't think you were in charge, you're in charge. <laughs> Rosalind's with us in Kansas City. Hi, Rosalind. What's up? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I have a question. I ha- We don't have any debt except for the house. I am starting a full-time job teaching next month, and my husband wants to put everything, just max everything we can for retirement. 
Um, and I would like to take whatever we, I take home to put towards paying off our house. We have a 2.25% 15-year fixed with about 227000 left on it. Um, and we've been using, I've been subbing, and we've been using subbing money to travel. So he'd rather use when I come home. We have three kids out of state. So he'd rather use my come take home money to travel and um but i want to try and put a percent towards the house paying down the house mm-hmm. where he says our interest rate is so low that we don't need to do that and when, we'd rather invest when you say that he wants to max out retirement is that does that exceed your 15 percent? um i haven't been working full-time no i've been a stay-at-home mom um okay. and so he wants me to catch up and his biggest thing is retirement. He doesn't think we can retire unless I'm working full time. We don't need the money to live. How, how old are y'all, really Rosalind? Income. How old are y'all? Fifty. Fifty and fifty-two. So he's not concerned about enough enough about retirement to quit traveling so that, <laughs> right. that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's my extra money, right? So, no, it's not extra money. I mean, it's, it's all money. It's all money, and it's yeah. all in your, in one pile. And the two of you own it. And you're fifty years old. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and you traveling is <laughs> fine, but when you money. when you yeah. separate it so that you get to do what you want to do, that's called spoiled. And so, mm-hmm. um, no, that's not a plan. So, you know, <laughs> what we're going to tell you to do is I'd take rather, your well, whole household income, that, you take your whole uh-huh. household income times 0. 0.15, 15%. Okay. That much should be going into retirement. Any money that's left well, over in your budget above 15% going into retirement should go to paying uh-huh. off your house extra if there's any left after you travel. Mm-hmm. But 15% ought to be going into retirement right now. Not 20%, That's right. not maxed out, not 2%, and quit separating your income. It's one pile of income. And attack your, attack your retirement with that 15%, then pay on the house if there's money left after travel, and that'll, get, that'll address the travel issue. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jade Washall, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Philip is with us in Pittsburgh. Hi, Philip. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, well, um, I had a question. My wife and I have uh, been on Big Step 2 for a while. Um, I only make about fifty to 55000 a year. And uh, I've been working at my dad's shop. He, he's been here for about 40 years or so. And he's been, been talking about 
wanting to retire in the next year or two and was wondering if I wanted to take over, like buy it and take over. But I'm not 100% sure if that's the right move forward for me uh, or if I should consider something else. Um, I've never really considered myself a business person. Never really had a dream of taking over. I just kind of worked here as a auto repair technician for most of my life. So I uh, kind of hoping to get my income up a little more, and I didn't know if I should somehow figure out how to take over and run the, the shop or if I should consider something else. I uh, just wanted to get your advice on the, on the situation. So it's an auto repair shop and you're an auto repair yeah. technician and he owns the shop and how many bays, right. how many bays is it? There's about three bay. And how many uh, technicians? Uh, it's just me and, and dad does some, some of the repair work on the, when he's not running the office and we have one other guy that does body work, but he doesn't really do technician stuff. So your dad does not turn wrenches anymore. Um, sometimes, but yeah, not, not full time. Just sometimes when we get a little behind. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this? I've been here off and on for the last 20, 25 years. Just kind of grew up next to it and worked here as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. Are you scared of it or you don't want to do it? Um, I'm not, uh, very good at like making decisions and, and being the final authority on things. So I didn't think running it would be a good thing, but I don't also don't know if that's something I can learn to make it profitable. Um, so it's kind of both, I guess. How old are you? I'm 36. You make decisions working on the cars every day. Yeah, but I just kind of check them over and see what's wrong and let him call the customer and decide what they want to do with it. So if you were to take this business, if you were to take this business on, would you kind of do the way your dad does where you're just doing the, the administrative part or would you try to juggle both and do that while you're also working on vehicles? Well, that's, I'm not sure. I, I enjoy the, uh, working on the cars. Yeah, I can tell. So if, that's if I good. went into the, you have any idea what kind of profit he's making? Of, not for sure. Uh, we've, we've never really talked about, you know, specific numbers or anything, so I don't really know. Okay. I know we're really busy and have lots of, <laughs> lots of cars here, but where's the numbers? I don't know. So you're not, even if you wanted to buy the business, you're not sure what it would take or what the, what the deal would look like. Right. How old's your dad? He's 68. All right. Okay. So, um, well, let's run a couple of scenarios down. Um, it doesn't sound like you want to run this business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, nothing, yeah. nothing in this conversation screams Philip owns and runs a business. Nothing here. Uh, you don't want yeah. to. You don't feel up to it. It intimidates you. Uh, the idea of having to do what he does every day sounds like hell to you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you don't want to run this business, sir. I mean, I'm just saying back to you what you said. I agree. I don't yeah. think 
it doesn't make sense based off of what you've said to earn to possibly earn a little bit more and take on responsibilities that you don't want yeah i i just now have you got certifications i don't uh mainly because i grew up working here so i mean i never needed them mm-hmm. um because he's either so going to sell this or close it if you don't buy it right he's 68 and there's an end to this right you're not going to be doing I, what you do in that bay exactly the way you do it 10 years from today zero chance yeah yeah i know is there a way i just don't know the right way to talk to him about it or see what how to move forward if i don't take it over well the way forward is you're going to be working for somebody else and you're going to have to go get some certifications to do that probably yeah to prove that you know what we what you and i know that you know you know it but you're going to have to be able to prove it to work in a dealership or work in a a, you know a more certified shop situation right am i wrong yeah yeah no yeah you're right yeah yeah so um you know and i don't know i i have no idea i i but i i can't think that you're going to be happy doing a bunch of stuff you don't want to do just for some more money yeah even if it doubled your income it doesn't make it fun that's right right (laughs) yeah so i mean the idea of dealing with the customers and you know and i know that a percentage of them are crazy especially when their car is broken down it's like having a root canal nobody's happy right and so um (laughs) dentists and car repair people they deal with unhappy people all day and so um you know it's uh you don't you don't want to deal with the people side of this you like you like making the car run not the business but are you feeling any yeah. pressure to keep this business going like is your is. dad yeah, dad wants him to do it keeping it in, in the family is that what it is yeah yeah he he said that he would like to keep it in the family yeah. which and there's no one else I mean, that's like hey i'm 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 in management i'm i'd love to be part of this that, that's part of the family no not, none of my siblings have shown really any interest in mm. wanting to take it over yeah that's so you're going to be working for the person that buys it or you're going to be working for someone else when it closes. Yeah. Or you're going to buy it. So change is in your future, Philip. I just don't know what the change is going to look like. And um, a good idea is to try to decide in advance which change you want and cause that change to happen rather than let this whole thing happen to you. So sitting down talking to your dad, Dad, I love you. And it's been fun doing all this together all these years. I have, I would get no joy. I would get sheer terror. I would get pain. I would get ulcers from trying to do what you do every day. I don't want to do that, even for more money. And the fact that you love me enough to want to offer this to me is very kind. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate you. I appreciate getting to work with you all these years, and I'll work with you as long as you want to keep running it. Um, But I'm not your buyer because I don't want to run a business. It's not my goal. Even if he even if he bought it and then hired someone to do like day to day tasks, it I still don't think that'd be good because he'd still have to have some you know what I mean? Yeah, you still you, have to have involvement yeah. in that part of it. When you when you run a business it's different than working on a car. Yeah. And when you run a business it's different than installing heat and air. Yeah. When you run a business it's different than painting. Whole different uh, skill set. And so if you're a really great painter and you decide you're in business for yourself, well now you do accounting and you do marketing mm-hmm. and you do personnel and HR and you do uh, deal with bankers, and mm-hmm. you deal with the customers, 
and you deal with all their crap yep. and you deal when they're happy and when they're not happy and you do you make all that stuff when you're running a business it's different than doing the task mm-hmm. that the right. business does and so um uh, oftentimes people become accidental entrepreneurs <laughs> that's right because their business growth you know the, the need for their thing they're good at in his case working on a car is so strong and it, we do need great people working on cars right um, we all we all definitely need great people working on cars, but the need is so strong that you confuse that with running the yeah. skills. The skills to work on a car are different than the skills to run a business. That's right. And Philip has recognized that, and that's wisdom. That is wisdom. Yeah, he's so, going to have to find a new job, though. Yeah, sad. It's transition, though. Mm-hmm. One thing you can count on: change. This is the Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Cody is with us in Dallas. Hi, Cody. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Hey, uh, so my wife and I, we started the uh, Baby Steps uh, here just a couple weeks ago, and uh, we're on Baby Step 2. We got our $1,000 saved, mm-hmm. um, but... Uh, now we're the only debt outside of our house that we have are our two cars. Mm-hmm. And so, um, one car is worth 24,000 and the other car is worth 16,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, we are looking to get rid of the car that's worth 24,000. Um, and so I've kind of shopped around, uh, just to see, uh, what people would offer and everything. Um, and some dealers are coming back, you know, saying that they'll give us, you know, eighteen to nineteen thousand for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also looked on Edmonds and Kelly Blue Book to see uh, what it would sell for privately, mm-hmm. and uh, that's saying it would sell around twenty four thousand. So it mm-hmm. would basically break even. So you owe uh, you owe twenty four on it. Yes, sir. Who do you owe the money to? Um, it is a a bank, a Huntington Bank or something like oh, that. Oh, is it a local bank? Uh, no, sir. Okay. It's one of those uh, national online banks. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I would... Um, so, I'm sorry. Go, no, go ahead. go ahead and say what you were going to say. Finish your... Oh, I was just going to say, um, so how do you sell the private or the car privately if you still owe on it? The um, obvious... Well, I think Texas is a title state and the bank is holding your title. Does that sound right? Yes, sir. Okay. And in order for them to release the title, they need $24,000. So Tennessee is the same way. So when I sell a car, if I sold a car with debt here or bought a car with debt here, as an example, uh, from an individual, I would get a bill of sale from them, the keys to the car and the car. Mm -hmm. I would give them the check for the car. They would send the check to the the, uh, bank and pay the loan off. The bank would send the title to them. And then they would bring me the title. That might take a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And so notify okay. Huntington Bank and find out how long it's going to take to get your title from payoff. Okay. And then, uh, like, so if I, whenever I do find a seller for it or something. A buyer. Um, or a buyer. That's right. My bad. Um, basically just kind of be upfront with them about that. You know, saying, hey, you know, I still, uh, you know, owe on this car. Yeah, I got to get the title, and the way I get the title is I pay the loan off. The way I pay the loan off is you pay me, and you get a bill of sale, and you get the car. So, And that's done all the time. There's nothing sketchy about that at all. Um, I've bought cars from people that way that 
Uh, it took me a while to get the title from them. I bought an old Jeep not long ago and um, took a little while to get the title on the thing. And because okay. um, the guy had to go down to the bank. I mean, to, in the old days, the bank was in your neighborhood and you'd both go down to the bank and they'd pull the title out of the file and put it on the table right in front of both of you and you'd do the transfer all at once, right? But nowadays, mm-hmm. the bank is freaking online in some, you know, uh, other other end of the country or something and it may take and they and it, you know it sounds like this is a a bank that does a lot of auto dealer lending maybe even subprime lending and so it they got a, probably a bunch of titles it's probably going to take them a little while so i would talk to them about how cumbersome the process is so you can be upfront with your buyer some buyers okay. will get nervous and not want to do this okay but for six thousand dollars come on i'm going to the trouble Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's exactly what you know we're wanting to do. Yeah. So we there's no way that we want to pay that six thousand if we don't have to. So. Yeah. Well, you you don't uh, have to. Not because of this anyway. Now, what kind of car is it? Uh, so it is a uh, a twenty twenty one Chevy Malibu. Okay, that car will sell. Yeah, that car. Cool. Will sell. You can sell that car. It's not you know it's well, not cool. not some kind of weird thing or something. I mean that's what I was asking about. Now, Dave, you said in a title state, that's the way you would do. It. That's the only way I no to do it is there another I, way i don't know i mean there are other situations where the title is done differently okay and i don't i don't know how to process it there because i've never done one. Okay. but i've done the i actually did buy a car in texas come to think of it a long time ago uh-huh. and um had it brought to tennessee in the same situation okay. I, the guy was in financial trouble and i bought his car Look long long time ago and um in another life but yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly but but um and I, actually i think that's the way it happens in almost all states okay, but I, I think there might you know, I always leave room for stuff I don't know, which is like California. Yeah. Everything I don't know is in California. So Heather is in Honolulu, and I don't know anything there either. Hi, Heather. How are you? Hey, Dave. Hi, Jade. How you guys doing? Good. good. How can we help? Um, okay. I wrote some things down. So I'm taking a $4,000 pay cut. Um, we made our HELOC larger to consolidate everything to compensate for the HELOC. And then I started obsessively listening to the show. Um, my question is, we have equity in our home, and we're thinking about selling our house, moving into a house that my husband and brother-in-law have inherited that just sits there. Uh, it's closer, closer to town and work and school. Um, you know, I just, are we doing the right thing by selling our house that we have now? We have two empty bedrooms because I had five, I have five kids, but three of them are older um, and don't live with us anymore. Won't you sell the house that so he, my, they own together? I'm sorry, what was that? Won't you sell the house they um, own together? And take- it, the, there is another house on the property. So it's two houses on the property and his aunt um, lives in the other house. So we can't sell it until she either passes or moves out. Relationally, so do you right. own that? You own the other house truck. too. You're on the other house too. Correct. But she could, she could stay there for about, you know, who, who knows how long it's up on a hill. So they say, they think that, you know, when she can't make the stairs anymore, she'll move out. Cause she owns her house. She rents out her house and lives in that house for free. Cause oh. both houses were in a trust to my brother and, or my husband and brother-in-law. So, so that would be definitely ideal. Sell that yeah, house. One more time. The aunt, the only hold she has on this whole situation is relationally, not legally, correct? 
Um, no, and legally in the trust, she she's allowed to reside there until she. Oh, leaves. she's got a life Once estate. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that does cloud the title. Okay. So we kind of have to wait. Yeah, we no, you're in Conda. You do. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. But the other house just sits there, so we can move into the other house that's paid for for free, and we basically skip the steps and. You know, just start saving Why'd you take money. A pay cut? Um, I took a different job within the my. I work. We both work for the government, and um, I took a different position so that it's we, we were mandated six days a week, and so now I'll be five days a week. Um, um, did Did I hear you say at the beginning of the call that you had a HELOC and you rolled some other debt into it? That is correct. Yes. Here's um, here's it, yeah, here's my. And I know there's not a, a, a way around it with the property situation, but my issue here is you keep trying to find ways out of your debt that does not involve yeah. actually paying your debt. Um, and I don't really want that behavior to continue. Does that make sense? And you have yeah. this, you you had this convenient option, you know, oh, we could just move over here. And, you know, we I'm not- definitely I, talked about that in, you know, in this way, yeah. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking you out of, you know, if you want to move and there's a house there and it's free and what- but something's got to change behaviorally or change. else you're just Correct. gonna keep doing this okay you that know what's your household exactly. income um well we were over no 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 now it is what oh, uh 240 okay and and how much debt do you have um just the the heloc is now 400 and that's everything so 186 was the actually because you take out a giant a jumbo loan in hawaii when we bought our house uh-huh um, so 186 was the, the actual from still the house. 78 is student loans, my daughter's and mine. 50,000 was solar and then home improvements and like 10 was consumer debt. But all of that's now 400. Yes. Correct. Why don't you live on beans and rice making 240 and pay off 400 and just stay? You don't like your house? Um... I think you're moving to to a trashy house. It's a quick fix, Dave. Just looking for a quick fix. I think you guys need to get on some beans and rice. You make a quarter million dollars a year and you're broke. You spend like you're in Congress. So, yeah, you really need to get your budget dialed down and get this debt paid off. That's what I would do. Take you about three years of living on nothing to do it. That's what I would do and keep your house. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.